In a world where there's countless devotionals, Bible studies, and Christian resources at our fingertips, is discipleship still necessary? The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hey, I'm Shay. I am Michelle. And this is the Pantry Podcast, and it is exciting to be here with you guys in 2023. Yes, we did have the questions and answers episode, (laughs) but look, we are starting the new season, though. Yes, this is episode one of our final, like, long-term season before we jump into a lot of different topics, you know, as, as we feel led, right? But right now we are going into Go and Make, which is the sequel to Go and Tell, mm. our evangelism season. Now we're going into the second half of the Great Commission, which is all about disciples. Yes, because that is something that is very important. Yeah. You know, we can go out into the world, we can share, but where that person lands is important. Like when I first came into church, it was like, it was like okay, I'm in church. Yeah. All right, cool. Here I am. Right. And then somebody said, hey, you should read the Bible. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, oh, blowing. okay. I mean, right. but sometimes it's that simple. It's like, no, it's you true. know what? Whoa, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's things that we want to talk about in this season that would go along with that because there is a misconception sometimes that we hear through different platforms. You know, one, one, there's the ones that's, that are hardcore discipleship. Yeah. And then there's the other side that's like, I don't need no discipleship. I got the, I got the Bible. I got Jesus. And I'm like, okay, well, right. uh, which one's biblical? Yeah, there's there's several things going on. I think the first thing to think of is okay. Well, why do we why do we need? We're making the case. Why do we need discipleship? Right. Well, when you're born again, you have to learn some stuff because now you're a babe again. So you were a baby at one point, and somehow you learned to eat and walk and talk and spell and read, God willing, and all these other things that you learned to do. Drive maybe um, you learned some kind of profession or skill along the way. You learned some stuff that you did not know. And there was a road to progression and you're still on that. Now you're reborn. You're born again. So you're starting over in in a way because now you're having to learn for the first time the way to walk that aligns with the word. And there's some crossover like you're still going to walk and spell the same. Right. (laughs) But there's going to be some things that change. And so you're learning over. Who taught you the first time? It wasn't yourself for the most part. Some things you taught yourself, but not everything. No, no. He uses those around us. But yes, it absolutely is Jesus first until you realize that he's the one that you're you're truly chasing after trying to be. You you haven't realized necessarily a need for others. But right. when you do, things there change. There you go. It's kind of like our apologetics class. I yeah. kind of liked when, when uh, Pastor Fleet was like, hey, look, you can't have apologetics without evangelism. Okay, cool. Well, you can't have discipleship without Jesus. Right. It's just, it does not work. Yes. And if, if that is the case, it is not correct Christian discipleship. Yeah. So where do we even get something like this? Where do we get that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? Where do we get the idea that, hold up, to be a disciple of Jesus, you know, you got to spend some time with him. Yeah. Well, we get that out of John eight thirty one. It says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free or make you free, depending on version. Mm -hmm. But I I, I really like that, if you abide. But what's cool about this is he says, look, let me tell you what what I give you in this discipleship program. I bring you to a point of freedom. And and really, that is where all of us in our Christian walk are trying to, to come to, because we have been freed 
Now our mentality has to come to the same conclusion of being freed. And it takes Jesus. Okay, right there it says, abide in me Mm -hmm. and my word, right? And I will call you my disciple, which means that when we are prayerful, when we're trusting in him and and, and getting into the word of God and listening to the word of God, now we are being brought into this discipleship of, watch this, who we are. Yeah. And I think that that is hugely important. And and this word abide, what, what does it mean? It means to remain. Yeah, because it is important that this is how we continue to walk, because how is he going to continue to improve us if we don't have an understanding to what he's trying to say? Yeah. And that is what the goal is. He's, he says it. He says, I am going to continue to change you and build you and and, and, and correct you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make you better. I'm going to I'm going to bring into this thought, this word of God that I've given you. I'm going to disciple you into this to where you understand this position I've given you. Yeah. All of us are learning. Right. And that hints there the, the need for disciples. A disciple of Christ is one who believes his doctrine, right? Number two, rests on his sacrifice. Number three, imbibes his spirit, right? And number four, imitates his example. Matthew 10, 24, Luke 14, 26, Luke 14, 27, Luke 14, 33, John 6, 69. Yeah. And, and I think that we have to sit there and understand that Jesus is where this starts. Yeah. I mean, we're not saying when you like, I mean, I think we hear these arguments because there's a lot of distrust, because there is bad doctrine, because there is church hurt, because there is abuse, because there are broken people. The idea of letting a broken person coach you on how to be more like Jesus doesn't sound like the most logical conclusion. Yet over and over, we see in the word that he glorifies himself by showing he can use the most broken people to still bring us closer to perfection with Jesus. He's like, well, since none of y'all are perfect and I left y'all with the Holy spirit, but I also repeatedly say, get in community. Don't forsake the brethren fellowship, be together, you know, marriage, children, family, the body of Christ. He over and over references, you're supposed to be together. So saying, yeah, I'm not a big fan of church cause that that that's not the like that's an issue in and of itself can we expect to get hurt can we expect to get let down sometimes all absolutely just like in the world right except the difference is we have the holy spirit we have discernment we have grace we have provision we have all of these things that the world lacks when they get screwed over so discipleship he's using us we get to be used right We are called to be a blessing to one another. He's going to use us, iron sharpening iron. Mm. In in the human body, the liver is not a liver unless it's connected to the rest of the body. It's just some meat on a slab doing nothing for nobody. It is only doing its job when it's connected to the rest. So are you looking for a perfect person to disciple you? Absolutely not. And we're going to get into that in a whole episode on like, okay, so how do you find one, right? What, what What should you be looking for? Like that's a, that's a thing. But in this understanding that you that he wants to use his body to help bring along other members of the Mm. body not only is it part of the great commission where he just says it right um but it's it's something that makes sense you don't need it absolutely, like you're not not a Christian if you don't have it. But if you have access to it, if you have an opportunity to experience it, it's definitely not something to say you don't need. I think it's I think it's interesting, too, because you're say, sitting there talking about that. I think a lot of people want it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
I know that the ones there's ones out there that are like, no, nah, I don't need nothing but Jesus. But I also believe that there's a hurt there. Mm-hmm. I believe that at some point in their life, somebody that they thought was going to be somebody huge in their life, or maybe they thought more of, all of a sudden they found out, oh, they're not all they were chalked up to be. Mm-hmm. It's a very difficult road because there's a lot of things that we have to do. And number one, and, and all of that, because we're, we're wrapping this, we got two parts of this today because we're just going to really dig in, 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 in these next episodes that we're going to put out. But whether we're discipling, or we're being discipled, we need Christ. We need to test everything. We need to know what the word of God says. We need to understand, watch this, where we sit, stand in belief. Yeah. But watch this though, is my belief the correct way to stand? Right. There's so many aspects of this, and I liked what you said, because you're talking about sharp iron sharpening iron. Watch this, Christ sharpens us. Christ crushes us sometimes. Not. I'm sorry, pressed down, not crushed. I said, let me be biblical here. Right. But but we get pressed down. We get corrected. We get taught. We get, it's like, ah. And I think sometimes we're like, we give Jesus the break because it's Jesus. And we're like, okay, it's Jesus. But, you know, I think of like, so we're going we're gonna to transition here because I think that we need to get into that calling. Mm-hmm. I think we need to get into what we've been called to do by Jesus. Right. We got to learn that we can sharpen iron together because that's what God says we can. Yeah. That we can can watch this, point out each other's shortcomings Mm -hmm. because it's necessary. And then we start to learn something very beautiful about this that, wow, it's not just me sitting here waiting on the Holy Spirit to tell me through the word of God, but watch this. There might be this person who's like dialed in on maybe this topic. Right. Right. And they're like, wait, hold on a second. Sexual immorality. I spent a lot of time in this and I got this dialed in and I know how to speak to this. Right. And then all of a sudden they're speaking life into you. And now you're, now you're, you're coming along. You're like, Oh, that verse. And you're going out, watch, take everything. Right. I better stop here and read that commission because I think it's important that we hear this from Jesus himself. And that's in Matthew 28, uh, 18 through 20 says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. As Jesus saying, it's all, all authority to him now. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end. A couple of parts in this that are really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Is that he's sitting there, first of all, saying, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go out and make disciples. And it's not just like, okay, you can sit there and be out, go teach him the word of God. Okay, go, go give him the, the gospel and then stop. But then he sits there and he says at the end, he says, uh, he goes, he goes, teaching them to observe. That right there, teaching them to observe is is more than just a one time deal. Right. It means I'm taking the time. I'm spending the time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm spending time with them. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to give them the word of God, not my words, but the word of God, how right. it applies to life. And we and we move forward in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what you're saying. I think it's important to acknowledge that we are making disciples of Jesus Christ, not of ourselves, right? So I'm not the disciple of Paul or Barnabas or Peter. I'm a, I'm a disciple of Christ, but I can have teachers who are walking this walk mm. with more experience and wisdom, and I'm submitting myself to the knowledge and wisdom of that, right? And, I, and I'm not trying to be more like them because they're cool, but I'm trying to be more like Christ and they're a great example of that in some way. And so that, that can that can change over time, right? Now, like you said, it could be like they're, I really see Christ in their parenting. So I'm going to kind of go after that. They don't have to have all the ducks in a row. 
But it's important to, to delineate the two when you say that, because I do think some people who are against this idea, I don't need anything but Jesus. It's because they're used to people be like, well, you know, I studied under so-and-so for five years, so I know what I'm talking about. And it's like, well, that's the wrong attitude for several reasons. We need to be learning. And watch this, we need to be teaching. This isn't one-sided. This isn't, I'm receiving, I'm receiving, I'm receiving. Receiving is awesome. Yeah. Receiving is awesome. But one of the things I teach one of our life group the most is like, receive, 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 but then turn out. Yeah. Turn out. Because how is this going to pass on? You know, the army started. Okay, now we go. No. Yeah, no, go yeah. army. Okay, go, go army. army. we go army. Cause, cause I, y'all, I know like army leadership better than like anything else. I'm still trying to dial in this whole Christian leadership because I'm used to just having people there that I can say go do. Right. And, and that's not how it works in the volunteer world. But we do a thing in the army called train the trainer. That is the mentality. My mentality is not that I lord over my soldiers. My mentality is not that I, I mean, I'm in charge. I guide them. I correct them, right? Just like, like, like you know, not like I'm not Christ, but I'm saying like mm-hmm. Christ sits there and he, he watches over us and he corrects us. We're reflections of Christ. Yeah. All we're doing is reflecting what, what he's telling us to do, what yeah. the word of God is telling us what to do. It should never be one of those positions of lordship. And when I sit there and talk about train the trainer, what I'm saying is, how does this carry on? How does the next generation become the army that I was? Right. How? Okay, so now church. How does the church continue to be the church that Christ established Mm-hmm. That Christ came for in the first place. And he said, hey, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. We need to not just receive, but then to turn around and 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 give out. Yeah. Now, I will say a couple warnings on this. Mm-hmm. If you are being discipled by someone who does not have a discipler, I, I think that that is a, a flag. Mm-hmm. Because I think that we all should be held accountable. Right. I think that we should all have the transparency with somebody. Yeah. That we should have the vulnerability with somebody. That we should be able to sit there and, and, and be able to receive things that we can't always accept. Yeah. But also give things that are hard to give. Because honestly, I find correction sometimes hard. When you see someone struggling and you're like, eh, how do I how do I even approach this? Mm-hmm. But I think train to trainer. So we're, that's what we're talking about here is, is very important in the church because if we're not training people in the word of God, if we're not training people how to walk according to Christ, you know, it says it's no longer I, but Christ in me, how do we get there? And if we're not doing this and we're not inter interacting with one another and discipling, I think we've fallen short. I think that we've shut off discipleship. I know in my own life, it's like, what does discipleship in the church even look like? Even to this day, I can tell you from a class, mm-hmm. but 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 do I see it? And then you start to learn, and you, because it's not always as obvious. There's some churches that have discipleship programs. They bring people in. I know I've heard this. I, I, that's not yeah. how we do it. Or you can be a witness to how it works. Mm-hmm. But I think that the important part here is that we're raising up the next generation. Um, discipleship doesn't have ages. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being a, a team leader, squad leader over older guys. Yeah. Because it was just how I worked through the ranks and did what I needed to do. Right. Yeah. 
And so when you're looking at this, we have to look at this from different positions. It is a position of humility. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not about how old you are in human years. It's how long you've been in the faith and how deep and intimate your relationship with Christ is. So in certain areas, you might not, you might have a very deep relationship with Christ. You might be a brand new mom, yet you're, you're, you find yourself giving a lot of biblical encouragement to moms of 15 year olds, but maybe they just came to Christ or they just started taking Christ seriously and they don't know how to walk out parenting from a biblical way. You know, um, and it might be that you are 65 years old. You've never been like you've never mm-hmm. felt actively like you're learning from someone in this one on one kind of intimate way. And someone they might be your age, older, younger. I don't know. But they for the first time, someone might come up and it's not about who are you to say this. It's is there this genuine, you know, engagement? Is there this interest to pour into you, you specifically to help you along for both yourself and your own relationship with Jesus, but also for what you can do for others as you grow. And I think that that, that puts us into, okay, so we're, we're, we've made it clear why you need it because God says so, right? You need to definitely see yourself as a disciple of Christ. And one of the ways to do that is to be under people who are walking with Christ already. Now, what are the reasons why you should want this? I think I the, the good news is I think a lot of people do. I think right? so. I, w- I would say so. Good discipleship. Yeah, yeah. People want good discipleship, even if they're very distrustful and critical um, of of the whole model. I, I think that they most would agree that if there were godly men and women, mm. you know, ready to take on the charge they would not have an issue with it. But because there's so many people that they've experienced personally that maybe let them down or, or what, what have you, they're, they're, they're discouraged by it. Um, but I think as far as, because I mean, that's another, again, we're going to cover like when it doesn't work, when it's right. not working, what, right. what's going on. But as far as why, why should you want it? Right. You know, I think it was fun coming up with that list because there's so many <laughs> benefits. Even if it's like this person is not your teacher in all things Christianity, but maybe you go to them because they, they seem like their marriage is healthier and more Christ-like than, than yours, or they seem to have a confidence of sharing the word that you'd really love to have. So that's what you're kind of like, even if it's like a focused kind of thing, you know, one of the biggest things I thought of is like, it's, it's a way God can answer your prayers. Mm. Because one thing I've learned over time is that the first thing you're apt to pray for is normally a symptom and not the real reason you're experiencing this issue. That's not always the case, Mm. but often we might be complaining about a certain circumstance, but it's something in our character that causes us to continuously encounter this circumstance. And so he could just snatch that issue away, but you're gonna encounter it again. So instead you see him working on the part of you that can be changed. And how's one way that he does that? By putting you in the midst of other believers. And if you already have this posture to be humble enough to accept correction and to be challenged in certain ways, then you're more liable to grow. Mm. If you are convinced you're completely right, you have it completely right, you don't need to learn and cannot learn from anyone else, then you're less likely to change. And then no matter what God's trying to do in your life, 
you're going to be resisting it whether you realize that that's what you're mm-hmm. doing or not. And so the fir- the number one thing for me is answered prayers, but there are other ones. Right. I I so many things that blast off in there because you 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 know you were talking about like even being maybe maybe you're not the oldest woman in the group, but mm-hmm. you're bringing in encouragement. Yeah, um, it's amazing, and you're talking about community and you're talking about discipleship. And sometimes I think we look at discipleship as a one stop shop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is going to be the person who's going to tell me everything I need to know in, about biblical life. And maybe that's not what it is. Right. Um, I, I remember, too, coming into church, and I'm like, I just want to be discipled by somebody. And discipleship came from, you know, because we have our own wants, our own desires. And then God comes in and says, wait, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, my own discipleship walk didn't come from within my own church. Although I'm loved, I'm taught, I'm, I'm like whatever. But it came from a, a, a pastor in Kenya. Which is amazing. It's like he's, right. he's like thousands of miles away, yet we talk all the time. And it was kind of cool. And and the process of that discipleship, which I'm sure we'll get into in a later episode, is is how it how it works out. And you, and it's encouraging, and it's building, and it's correcting, and it's sharing, and it's talking about the Word of God together. It's going into Bible verses, asking questions like, "What do you think of this?" Yeah, you know, it's not like. What is your answer to this? It's like, right. what do you think of this? Yeah. And then there's, you know, this iron sharpening iron, these discussions that go on, and eventually you're friends. Yeah. And now you have someone that you can reach out to when things are going, whatever direction things are going, whether it's good, bad, right. or ugly. Right. And it's like you have a, a, that, that, that person who still pours into you, mm-hmm. and you can take serious matters too, because I think that sometimes even as we move up, if we're leaders especially, we need to have those men around us that are, that are, our, our equals or, or I don't know if that's the right word for that, but like other pastors or other people, they can hold us accountable. Yeah. Well, people that hold equal or similar responsibility. There we levels. go. That's a good way to put it. I think that's what you mean. Yeah. And yet there's not like a, a single word for it. Right. You know, right. Um, because just to, to, yeah, no, no, to jump, piggyback jump. off good. that. It's important to not be pursuing someone and a relationship where they see themselves as better than you or that they know more than you. You're looking for someone humble who factually may know some more about the word and have a deeper experience with the Lord because of what have you. But someone who's like, I'm a great teacher and discipler because, you know, like that's not really you're looking for someone who has humility that has wisdom. It's God's wisdom in them, living in them and going through them. And I think that that's exactly what you're what you're speaking to is those people who can who are very capable of giving stuff to you that you need. And as he as God entrusts you with more then. He's going to also put people around that can be available if you so choose that to, to tap in that are able to give you that that position of knowledge, you know. And it's nice when you have yes. the like Bible teaching and preaching mm-hmm. and living uh, people around you. I don't want to cut my pastors short either, because honestly, they're very approachable. Right. They're very approachable with questions and they give answers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it just depends. It's God is going to if we, if it's going he to pair pairs, us yeah. in, in, in the discipleship programs that we, we that are going to work for us. Right. Because everyone's unique. Everyone's different. Everyone yes. intercedes like crashes. And sometimes you have to live outside of your comfort zone. Right. But it's really cool when we see that. So why we want that. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that one would be self-improvement. Yeah. We definitely want to self-improve. Um, we should be asking ourselves that every day. I know I've said it probably several times in the last, maybe a couple episodes, I'm not sure, but examining our hearts, mm-hmm. you know, examine, oh, examine me, oh Lord. 
Yeah. Search me. Search me because I I want to improve in my Christian walk. Right. I mean, when I learned that Christian that my Christian walk, the Word of God, His discipleship, His His teachings, and how, what I need to learn yeah. start to just infiltrate me. It's like mm-hmm. I start to become a better person. Right. Like, who would have thought that? Like in our own marriage, you know, we go through this as well. Yeah. It's like It's like it's you're learning one another, and if you take it on as discipleship, mm-hmm. it actually works out because watch this. Some people would be like, "Oh, well, you know, you guys just need to make time for dates because you have kids," and no one ever says like, "Hey, why don't y'all do a Bible study together?" Right. Like a marriage Bible study. Yeah. Or prayer together. And I'm sure we're pre- preaching to some people in the choir here. Right. But there's some people out there right now that are like, "Oh." That just hit us the other day. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. we need to start doing like more because we study for this. We we work on this, but I'm listening to God. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's like, hold up, though. Where is your personal Bible study? Mm-hmm. Just for you two to improve one another. And I think that when we start to listen, it's like that cut me. Yeah. How long we've been married? <laughs> five plus. Yeah. yeah. Five plus now, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I could do better, and I could shut that down. Mm-hmm. And, and not walk in there, I could say, okay, you know what? I need to man up. I yeah. need to, I need to step up. Like, yeah. I bet maybe man is not the right word, but I got to step up. And look, men, men can do that with men. Women can do that with women. Discipleship can do that. So self-improvement is always a key. Yeah. And I always <laughs> like to go because the world has like their self-help section, but it's without Jesus. And we're not saying that this is myself improving myself. Right. It's myself being improved by yeah. the word of God. So this is another time where, you know, the ver- the words are the same, but the meaning can be different. So don't get it, don't, don't get it twisted in that sense of what, of what we're saying. And I think that you also get like, you get newfound companionship, deeper relationships yes. where you start, it's a different level of trust, you know, and, and you're getting this community that grows around you because it's just inevitable. When you get closer to someone, you're going to meet people. They know they're going to meet people. You know, there's going to be this richness that just happens, um, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get some support from these people. Mm. And, and then it's not just about them coming to you kind of like, here's your daily devotional from me, your teacher for the day. It's, it's more like they're going to just not like gradually organically through, through the spirit, be like helping you through your life. And you're going to get to witness how they're dealing with stuff. They might not always deal with it. Perfect. But what can you learn and how can you be there for them? How can you mutually encourage? Because it's not like I'm going to, I'm going to get all my food from you. Right. There's, there's going to be like, you're going to be able to feed them too. You're going to, there's mutual learning going on. It's just, it might feel more the intent, the initial intention might be more like this direction, right? but inevitably it's going to go both ways. And that, and that is the goal of discipleship. Yeah. yeah. That is really the goal. Yeah. And then, you know, I think another, and as we start to wrap this up, yeah. right. Um, survivability. Mm-hmm. I, I threw that in there on the yes. notes cause I'm like, I don't even know how I walked through life. I didn't. I, f- <laughs> I failed. I mean, I did. You kind of I mean, crawled I'm, through I'm life still or whatever. Here. Look, I'm still here. Right. <laughs> so I didn't. You made just, it. I, I made it, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't make it very well. And then now I've made it really well. But yeah. it's because of Christ in me. And so this survivability. Um, the world is changing. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. Let's let's be honest. Uh, and we're gonna need people around us that are grounded in the word of God who can 
also correct us, change us, teach us, and we can teach and change and correct them as well. Yeah. It's kind of a balance. It's it's like we have to understand. We can't just walk away when someone burns, you know, like, ah, it frustrates me. You know, it's like, ah. Yeah. I mean, honestly. They're not I'm, a good discipler. They offended me. Right. That right. probably means they're well, a great one. I've been Sometimes, offended. Anyway. Look, I've been offended. And guess what? I had to change. Right. And I've been offended. And I and they didn't had to go. need to change. <laughs> no, they didn't even go, though. Oh, okay. But here's the deal. There's a lot that we've been offended in our walk yes. in Christ. Yes. And we are still there. Right. Because it's uh, we're we're humans. And this is just what it is. And sometimes I think we forget about this. We put like this pedestal of discipleship in church and all these things on this huge pedestal of perfectness. And it's like, it is so imperfect. Yeah, that's the point. Right. That's kind of the point. <laughs> and, and so we're learning to survive. No, we're learning how to, how, yeah, we're learning how to survive from Christ in a world that's broken. Yeah. And we need help. Yeah. We do need help. We need brothers and sisters that walk alongside us. You can sit there and say, well, we'll stop that at community. I don't need nobody telling me what to do. I'm good. But then what kind of group do you really have? If you don't have What kind people, of heart do you have yeah, well, to go deeper? Right. At that point. And we want to go deeper. And we want to go deeper. And it stings. Mm-hmm. It stings sometimes. And sometimes it feels beautiful. I get on with, with Pastor Jackson and it's like I could be going through a low. And all of a sudden it's like... And he just, Matthew 16, 34, whatever, you know, he just starts throwing, he doesn't tell me the verse because he wants me to look at the verse and he wants me to recall the verse or go out and look at the verse. And so then what we do is kind of cool online is he shoots me a verse or I'll shoot him a verse, depending on on which way the conversation is going. And we come back with the verse. So we'll just give the chapter and verse, you know, and it's like, Hey, you know, like John, whatever. And it's like, and then I'd look it up or I'd know it and I'd Mm -hmm. type it back in. And so I'm reinforcing the verse in my, in my thoughts because we're talking about a certain, certain circumstance. Yeah. And let me tell you something. It lifts. Mm hmm. And he's corrected me and it hurts. Right. But then there's been some correction that goes the other way. That probably didn't feel so great either right. as we started to formulate our relationship. Notice right. this. Our relationship right. was born. I wasn't just out the box telling him, you're wrong. No. Right. But we build a relationship. We learn. And so this is oh, just a very cool way. Yeah. To grow in Christ. Yeah. It makes me think of Batman and Robin just because. When you think of the story, and I might be butchering it because I'm not that big on comic books that I know every history, but I know that the original Robin becomes Nightwing. So he grows up under Batman. Batman takes him under his wing. He's he's learning how to be a superhero. He, he sees Batman, this imperfect superhero, learning how to do stuff, grappling with stuff. Eventually, he goes out on his own. Does he do it in the healthiest way? No. So that's not the part of the example. But... Eventually, they become allies that are both completely capable of doing it solo. Nightwing is not checking in with Batman as much anymore, but they're like allies. Like Batman knows he can call on Nightwing. Nightwing knows he can call on Batman. Sometimes Nightwing learns from Batman. But what happens? Batman takes on a new Robin, right? Now, that's an imperfect example, but I think it's important to realize Mm. the teacher might not always be your teacher. Eventually, you might end up being friends that teach one another. That's a beautiful success story of someone being able, like how many times in, you know, maybe you befriend a professor or a school teacher when you become an adult or you become friends with your parents when you are an adult that has lived some life, you know, but you still come to them, but it's a different relationship. But then there's someone new Mm. that shows up 
that you can learn more from. Right. And what what's the cost of all this, right? Because there's a cost. There's the transparency, the vulnerability, right. the accountability. Right. There's all these things that are the nitty gritty that, you know, when you're sharing the gospel, you might feel a little raw and exposed in the moment because of rejection. But when they say yes, and now this is a real thing and you have a chance to pour into them more, now there's a chance they can see your imperfections. And now their imperfections are going to be seen. Mm. And that's uncomfortable in a world that is so, even when everyone's showcasing their flaws. They're trying to make their flaws look acceptable and great. They're trying to convince you that their flaw is actually a great thing because they're still terrified of you seeing their flaws as flaws. But here in discipleship, that's exactly what happens, Mm -hmm. but you're getting it finessed by the Lord, you know? And I think that that's, that's important. Yes, this has a cost to it, but it's something that you shouldn't get scared off from. Let let the Lord be the salve as, as he takes you through this process with other people, because at the end, you know, you get to learn all of these amazing, valuable lessons. So there you go. There you go. I think for, for the first one out the, out, out the season, yeah. we've covered quite a lot. I think we've made a good case. Yeah, we've made a good case. Of why you should a keep good listening. Case. And, and hopefully by the end of the season, you'll be seeking out discipleship, yeah. not just from Christ, not just from the Lord, which is the most important but also from those people that might be around you, because honestly, we're not going to survive y'all without community. Sometimes it, my wife sometimes has to has to tell me things that I'm like, huh? I missed that. Mm-hmm. Oh, now do I receive that? Accept that? And that's why it's important to have people around us. It's important for us to learn from from one another. Listen to me, from one another, uh, and we should never pedestal any man higher than Christ. Right. And so as we walk through this season, look. Be open, be open to sit there and maybe change or watch this, maybe go and push. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you haven't been discipled. Maybe you think it is important and want to be discipled, but let me tell you something. You can disciple somebody. You can bring them into your life. You can bring them in. You can start the process, the train, the trainer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're raw. Maybe you're, you're not all dialed in and polished right. up. None of us are. But we just have a desire, right? And, and that is not our desire, really, when we think about the creator and when he sits there and says that we should be disciples right. and discipled, then that is also the heart of God. Right. So go out there. Hey, start working towards it. Start thinking about it. Start praying about it. Start getting in the word about it. And look, hang out with us this season as we go through discipleship. All right, guys, you can check us out at thepantrypodcast.com. You can support us at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast. And we have a very new goodie on there. We have a seven-day Jesus Not Junk Food devotional that you can get on our website. Just head over there and you'll know where to find it. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.